five, four, three, two, one. Hi, everyone. Good morning. Pray that you guys had a really good uh, day, morning. Yes, yes. Well, they haven't had a day yet because they're watching this in the morning, most likely. Well, yesterday. Oh. And then I'll wish you guys a blessed day for today. Yeah. Okay. So today is for us a Thursday, so it's Friday for you, for you guys. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's Friday, and um, you know we, as far as us in California, uh, our governor uh, went on TV and basically said, I forgot what he called it, because uh, it's, it's a house day. Is it house day order? Yeah, for the entire state of like California. A lockdown. Yeah, it's a lockdown, but there's certain words that people freak out about, so he has to make it politically correct. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. either way, I mean, um, the entire state of California, and the reason being is out of the three states from so far, I think Washington is number one, hardest hit, New, yeah, York, New York is the second, California is number three, and the epicenter of California is literally right here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're, they're <clears throat> like you said, I like taking drastic measures. Well, I like what he said. He goes, I don't want to not do nothing. And then later on have the what ifs, you know, we should have did this. We should have did that. We should have. He said the should, should have. And I think, I think a lot of, a lot of things right now that are taking place, you know, people just have to take precautions regardless of anything. Mm -hmm. You know, I had told you guys that I had not been feeling good and, you know, my boss sent me home. But, you know, it's taking precautionary measures. And, you know, I called a doctor today and he says, you know what, it doesn't matter. Even if you just have regular flu symptoms, stay home. He's all like, just stay home. I want you to stay home the 14 days as you would for anything, you know, Mm -hmm. because we need to not only, um, even if you have a flu or a cold, you don't want to give that to somebody who has a really low immune system and all of that. He said, so I'm going to ask you to please stay home. If anything changes, um, you need to call me and right away. You need to call me right away. And I loved it because I wanted to see what the protocol was too. you know, Mm. what is it that they're doing? And I finally was able to kind of see what the protocol was. So if none of you guys really have yet spoken to your doctors or even know what to do about any of this, Um, The protocol, and I went to the CDC and I'm like, okay, what do I do? I called my doctor's office and what they do is they ask you what symptoms you have. And they will actually write down the symptoms that you have. Mm -hmm. They get that over to the doctor. The doctor at that point is able to review your records to see, you know, if you're high, high risk or what and all of that. They call you back before the end of the day and they tell you, listen, either the doctor, this is the instructions the doctor has for you. Um, and so like with me, I was instructed that I need to keep an eye, an eye out for a fever and keep an eye out for any, you know, of course, any hard breathing and stuff. So, you know, I was like, okay, you know, with that said, you know, if I have a throat infection or anything, he says, if it gets worse, just to call him and he'll prescribe something. Mm -hmm. So that's the protocol that they're doing. And it is working because they did get back to me and he told me that. Yeah. So another thing is that um, another thing you can do is uh, that that I learned today was, of course, the whole social what do they call it? Distance or what do they call it? <coughs> Social distancing. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but another thing you can do, uh, I don't know about your state where you're at, but as far as the state of California, um, they had some statistics and whatnot. Anyways, if you, you can go and watch that yourself. Uh, but there's something you can do right now because what's happening is 
everybody that gets this doesn't mean, you know, like you're going to be in a hospital and all this and that. <clears throat> so what you can do is um, take vitamins. You take a vitamin C in the morning and one at night. Take a multivitamin, a, uh, a zinc, D, vitamin D, and zinc. a zinc. Yeah. Yeah, and um, you do that every day, and what it does is strengthens your immune system, which if you happen to get in the area of that virus, it's least likely to affect you, and most importantly, you're least likely to carry it to somebody else. So that's a good thing that you can do now, is is take vitamins so you bolster up your immune system. and. At, at the very least, because there's you, a bunch of stuff you can do. What do you tell the person who's like, you know, well, I got Jesus, you know, I don't need any of that. And this and mm -hmm. this and that for that mindset. What do you tell somebody who? I'm glad you're asking that cause because actually, because it's it's so important. Yeah. I've seen a lot of that and, and a lot of people like, you know, I don't know why they're closing this down. I don't know why they're doing this, you know, and. I, I just I, I'm asking you because I know that you'd you'd probably well, give a good understanding answer. She's asking this. We didn't pre-plan this, but actually I was going to talk about this because I told her because she wanted to talk about a verse, and I said, "Okay, we'll talk about that." But I have a verse I wanted to talk about too. So I just we'll just dive right into. So this. are we are we aligned to? Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. So, okay. Um, this is what I'd want to say to that, <clears throat> um, and it's, I'm going to go through a little bit of history real quick. Is, is And you guys maybe know this or maybe don't know or don't know why. But in the Old Testament, when God gave Moses the laws of Moses, he gave a bunch of laws, not only the Ten Commandments, a bunch of laws to the Hebrews. And there, some of them were very specific. For instance, it says, do not touch a dead body. Do not touch. It says, if you see a dead animal, this and that, do not touch. Do not do this. A bunch of rules and like. Things that you would think, like, well, that makes sense. But you got to understand, this was at a time in the Old Testament where nobody knew about germs. Nobody knew about viruses. Nobody knew about any of that mm -hmm. stuff. And God gave these specific laws to the Hebrew people because he says, as long as you obey these laws, he goes, you will have a long life. So <clears throat> a lot of times people have said, man, those Jewish people had a bunch of laws. Do you not understand that? Obviously, if God made us, he understood what keeps our bodies healthy and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he gave them laws to stay away from. He told them, wash your hands. He told them, bathe your bodies. He told them all this stuff. Do you know why? Because of viruses and sickness and diseases. That is why God gave them very strict, strict um, uh, on just but hygiene the basic hygiene basic yes. stuff in life yeah, yeah and and there's a lot of it but i just wanted to read um a little bit of something in okay. deuteronomy 23 um let's go let's start at nine okay and this is just a little bit of what i'm talking about just to show you so you can see that i'm deuteronomy not making this three? up deuteronomy 23 starting 23. at verse nine okay hold on deuteronomy 23 verse nine and it says this it says, when the army goes out against your enemies, then keep yourself from every wicked thing. You got it? Mm-hmm. It says, if there is any man among you who becomes unclean by some occurrence in the night, then he shall go outside the camp. He shall not come inside the camp. Is yours split up there, 9 and 10? 
It's called 9 through 11. Okay, I'm going to read 11. It says, <coughs> But it shall be when evening comes that he shall wash with water, and when the sun sets, he may come into the camp. Okay. In the message, it says, When you are camped out at war with your enemies, be careful to keep yourself from anything rich, ritually defiling. If one of your men has become ritually unclean because of a nocturnal emission, he must go outside the camp and stay there until evening when he can wash himself, returning the camp at sunset. Sound familiar? Yeah. This is in the Bible thousands of years ago. Okay. Verse 12. Also, you shall have a place outside the camp where you may go out. Basically, what it's saying is if you got to go to the restroom, don't do it where the people are at. Go outside of the camp. Okay, so now 13. And you shall have an implement among your equipment. And when you sit down outside, you shall dig with it and turn and cover your refuse. Is, is 12 and 13 separate? Yeah, it's good right here. Okay. Mark out an area outside the camp where you can go to relieve yourselves. Along with your weapons, have a stick with you. After you relieve yourself, dig a hole with a stick and cover your excrement. Yeah. Verse 14. <laughs> For the Lord your God walks in the midst of your camp to deliver you and give your enemies over to you. Therefore, your camp shall be holy, that he may see no unclean thing among you and turn away from you. All right, was that... 14. Uh, okay. And it says, After, uh, God, your God, strolls through your camp. He's present to deliver you and give you victory over your enemies. Keep your camp holy. Don't permit anything indecent or offensive in God's eyes. Okay. This is just a little bit of the Old Testament of the laws that God continually said, don't eat that, don't eat this, wash yourself like this, do this, do that. He was giving base, real good instructions. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't doing it to control them. He was doing it because he loved them, because he knew it was best for them. He had to literally tell them, listen, when you go number two, cover that up with dirt. Yeah. Because that bacteria is going to make you sick. And, and, and I, I don't want you sick. I want you healthy. So for anybody to say, and I'm coming back to what you said. So if anybody is saying, why do I got to listen to this? Why do I got to do it? I ain't going to wash my hands. First of all, you should be washing your hands in the first place anyways, before this happened. Yeah. You know, but it's like the Bible says, doesn't the Bible say that God is the same yesterday? yesterday today and forevermore. Today and forever. Yeah. So if that was important back then, How what makes more you, important thing do what you makes think, you think it's not important yeah. now? Absolutely. You know, so if, especially now that the you know that the world the is population, so much, the population is immense now. You know, exactly. You know, and it's like he would restrict them from eating certain animals. You know why? <laughs> All of these viruses come from animals. Yeah. And most likely, animals we, nobody should even be eating in the first place. But God was like very strict on the animals to eat. I mean, he was very strict in this stuff because he loved them so much. He wanted them to have good health. So if, if we go around now saying, you know, well, I don't got to do this. I don't got to do that. What are you really saying? Because if God implemented those, those back then for those people, and don't get me wrong, I am not saying that we got to go back to the law and go back. I'm, I'm trying to get to the heart of what it is God was saying. Yeah. 
don't take me wrong and be like, oh, you're saying that we got to, you know, obey the laws of, of Moses or, you know, are you saying that, you know, don't get all theological on me. You know, you know the heart of what I'm saying. Yeah. It's the fact that God cared so much that he gave those rules and regulation because he knew better. Because God knows more. Yeah. So the same thing now. Well, of course he knows more. He created yeah. the more. So, he created all. So don't become defiant. Yeah. Don't become defiant. You know, uh, during that time, there was diseases that would hit the nations around them. And you know what? The people of Israel wouldn't get hit with the diseases. You know why? Because God implemented these way, ways for the bacteria not to reach them. Mm. While the nations around them were getting sick. Mm. You know, so a matter of fact, as Christians, we should be the ones doing this more yeah. than the rest of the world. Being an example. Yes, we should be that example that we set because... God established this from the very beginning of cleanness, of hygiene. But I also believe that um, people have a thing saying, well, am I going to be have less faith or less this by, you know. Well, can, can you imagine Moses saying, you know what, God? Yeah, I'm going to have more faith. I'm just going to eat the stuff you told me not to eat. I'm going to go to the bathroom right inside of my tent because I have faith. Can you imagine? Yeah. Would that not be defiance? And yeah. And and that's another thing that I'm seeing. And that's that a people good point. are like, you know, oh well I have Jesus and I have this, but I why do I have to do that? You know? And And a lot of times there are people that don't even know the Bible. Yeah. They don't even know the Bible, you know. Um, you know what was so you know why Jesus was so offended at the at the Pharisees when the woman came to wash his feet? Remember she was crying and weeping? Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you why Jesus was offended that they were talking trash. Because she's crying and washed her, his feet with her tears and began drying them with her hair. And they started saying, oh, if he was real prophet, he'd know what kind of woman this is. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, um, I came in here. He didn't even wash my feet. <laughs> why was that important? In the Jewish custom... Anytime somebody came into your home, your servant was supposed to wash the person's feet because there was no paved streets out there. It was dusty. It was dirty. Yeah. And they wouldn't sit on a table to eat. They actually kind of sat on the floor so their dirty feet were close to the food. Yeah. Yeah. So they disrespected Jesus because they didn't even honor him by, by having their servant wash his feet. You know, why was that important? Because of hygiene. Yeah. yeah. You know, because of hygiene. You know, so that's why Jesus says, I, I came and you didn't even wash my feet. Yet this woman washes my feet with her tears. With her tears. That's... You know, so that was a form of hygiene. You know, and, and it's like Jesus was a Jewish man. Mm -hmm. He followed the law to the T. You know, and those guys didn't follow it because they were supposed to wash his feet. Yeah, yeah. That was a great disrespect to have him over for dinner. He's sitting there eating his, and his feet are all dirty. It's just important that we, um, that we just have the right mindset and the right heart because it all comes together. Yeah. You know, what, what we, what we have in our heart, our mind, it all, it all comes together and we just have to have that right mindset and not be closed to the things that, that the Lord is really trying to show us, you know? Yeah. I mean, and the Bible is filled with it, you know? And so many people, again, 
because they don't fully understand. They're like, well, that's Old Testament. I'm not living in Old Testament. Dude, I know. I know we're not living. Yeah. Trust me. I teach identity. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we don't live in the Old Testament. But don't you dare throw the Old Testament away because it's full of wisdom. Yeah. Some not, people get just stuck there yeah, at times. Here's the thing is that if you want to understand the character of God, you're going to get it by reading the Old Testament. Absolutely. You know, you're going to get his character. You're going to get what he cares for, what he has a passion for, uh, uh, what he looks after, what pleases him, what doesn't please him. Mm-hmm. You want to know God, you can't do it without the Old Testament. Yeah. Do I say we live in? No, because Jesus came and fulfilled it. But tell me this, okay? Because if you're of that camp to say, well, I don't have to listen to the Old Testament, then why do you wash your hands before you eat? Why don't you go to use the bathroom? Don't wash your hands. Go number two, clean yourself, and then go back to eating chips. You won't do it, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know better? Absolutely. So does does so? are you going to say, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm in Christ? I don't make your hands clean. <laughs> I don't make don't double double don't go to the bathroom and go double dip in my you know my salsa, you know. <laughs> so it's like you can't say that. You can't say, "Well, I'm in Christ, so my hands are holy, my hands are clean." No, you're still gonna wash your hands. Why do you? I hope you shower, you know, <laughs> often. Why do you do that? If since you're in Christ, see, it doesn't work. It's it, it's a slippery slope, and it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, so. Um, we can't say, well, I shouldn't have to do this, shouldn't have to do that. Nothing's wrong with it. Matter of fact, it was very implemented very much in that's the Bible. Good. Yeah, that's good. Well, okay. I'm glad I asked that. Yeah. So, so now we're go to... The second part. Romans. Romans chapter 13, where Sharon had asked me about this. And I said, yeah, that's it's in Romans. And I looked it up. I'm going to read it. And then we'll talk about it. Okay. Uh, Romans chapter 13, verse 1. It says, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Then do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. Okay, one through three? Yeah, and then we'll keep going. Okay, I'm reading out of the message once again. Be a good citizen. All governments are under God. Insofar as there is peace and order, it's God's order. So live responsibly as a citizen. If you're irresponsible to the state, then you are irresponsible with God, and God will hold you responsible. Duly constituted authorities are only a threat if you're trying to get by with something. Decent citizens should have nothing to fear. Okay, we're going to keep going. Then we'll talk about it. Verse 4. It says, For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is God's minister, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Verse 5, therefore you must be subject, not only because of of wrath, but also for conscience sake. For because of this, 
you also pay taxes, for they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, and honor to whom honor. Okay, to which one? Seven, four to seven. Do you want to be on good terms with government? Be a responsible citizen and you'll get on just fine. The government working to your advantage. But if you're breaking the rules right and left, watch out. The police aren't there just to be admired in their uniforms. God also has an interest in keeping order, and he uses them to do it. That's why you must live responsibly, not just to avoid punishment, but also because it's the right way to live. That's also why you pay taxes, so that an orderly way of life can be maintained. Fulfill your obligation as a citizen. Pay your taxes, pay your bills, respect your leaders. Okay. We just read the Bible. I, I, I want to set the scenario here. The Apostle Paul wrote this to the church in Rome. You got to understand, the Roman church is like writing to the church in Washington, D.C. And he's basically telling them, I want you guys to obey your pagan emperor, your pagan Roman rulers that are over you. So don't do this whole thing. We, we can't do this whole thing about, well, that was a different time. They don't know how the cops are. They don't know how the corrupt this is. Yeah, yeah, he did actually. Um, the emperor was basically almost telling, at that time, basically telling people to worship him. The religious, the, the, the religion of that time was pagan. There was pagan gods everywhere, temples everywhere. There was prostitutes that were prophetesses of these false gods. I mean, it was corrupt. But yet Paul is saying, hey, nobody's in power. People were getting thrown in prison for just yeah. believing or, or, or speaking the word. And nowadays we have that freedom to even speak, yeah. you know? Yeah. We have that. So... But yet Paul says, you know those guys that are in power? It's because God gave them power. That's a, that's a heavy scripture, you know, because what he is saying is there is no authority in this earth unless God granted that authority. That's why I have always said the only reason any president has ever walked in that Oval Office is because God allowed it. Whether, it, I mean, I've, I'm 48, so there's been a lot of presidents in my lifetime yeah. Each one of those was because God allowed it. That does not mean that each of those were Christians. The Caesar wasn't Christian, mm -hmm. but yet Paul is saying that, 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 that Caesar, he only has authority because God allowed him to have it. So he's saying, like listen. There was something that God needed to use within them for that season, for that time exactly. to start implementing and creating yeah. what needed to be done within this country. Yeah. Because it's, it's crazy because like Obama. Mm. I didn't agree with a lot of things he did. But, you know, there was some things that happened that I was glad that he was a president because mm -hmm. he handled that so well. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he handled everything. There are things our current president. There's some things that he just, like you know, no filter sometimes. But there are some things where I'm like, you know what? I'm glad yes. he's there. Yes. And the next president, I will say the same because I understand that Paul is saying, listen, no authority can give to anybody unless God grants it. Yeah. You know, and, and that is something that we have to understand. So if there's a lockdown, like 
I, I, nobody's approached me about it yet, but I have a feeling some people are saying, oh, I thought House of Rest was all about Jesus and that, but now you're, I thought you, you, you pray and people get healed and now you're going to have an online service? I'm like, yeah, because I'll obey the laws of the land. Yeah, because I understand um, the hygiene issue. Because I understand that. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, we have people in, have I seen healings? Heck yeah, I've seen healings. Mm -hmm. Do I plan to see more healings? Yeah, I plan to see more healings. But you know what I've also seen? Funerals. Yeah, many. We've seen that, many. That I have officiated. Yeah. Of Christians that love Jesus. And it wasn't nice, you know? So I've seen people healed, and I've seen people die. So when this is our nation, our country, I'm going to trust that God put them in power, that God put them in authority. And if they say, you know what, we want to people to, you know, stay in your homes, I'm going to obey that. I'm going to listen to that. Now, if they said, you can't worship Jesus, that's a different issue, because I mean, at the time of Paul, you think Paul, if they would have said, hey, Paul, you got to worship uh, Caesar. See, but that's the thing, that yeah. nothing can ever take our worship. Nothing can ever yeah. take our praise and worship. Yeah. Yeah. But but I think I've seen a few things, you know, leaning toward like, you know, well, are you going to obey God or man? I'm like, this, is, this, is, <laughs> this has nothing to do with it. Because you might as well go down a slippery slope and say, well, God didn't put that red light, so I ain't going to stop. You know why that red light well, is there? Keep going and you'll see what will happen. Well, you know that red light is there to protect. Absolutely. What happens when somebody goes through a red light? Somebody gets killed. Yeah. That's why the red light is there. Well, guess what? There's a red light right now to stay in your homes. Well, I see. You know, I, you know I've seen a lot of uh, parents uh, kind of complain about the whole schooling system and everything and and we got to understand that things are put into place. It's to protect our children. It's not because they want to make it worse for us at home or they want to, yeah. you know, number one, it shouldn't make anything worse in your home because they're your children. So yeah. you should want to be able to spend time with your children and want your children um, in your care, yeah. you know, but it's understandable that it did put a lot of people into hardship. But at the same time, mm -hmm. we got to remember that if things were put in place, it's to avoid yeah. Because they care about the children. Yeah. They care about all of those. But I see people complaining like, you know, seriously, now there's no school. Now we have to deal with them till this time. And they're not going to, you know, graduate or they're not going to do this or not going to do that. And I'm just like, they will get there. This stuff will happen. It will take place once this is all over with. But it's only going to be over with that if, if we, if we respectfully and collectively. Yes, respectfully and collectively come together and do what is being asked because that's all they're really doing. They're not saying, oh, you're ordered or you're going to, you know, no, they're saying we're asking you, we're pleading to you. Mm -hmm. I seen a nurse put something up today because somebody was being very sarcastic about like, why should I have to follow this? And why should I? And she put, went on there and she put, I'm a nurse and I'm forced to go out there, mm -hmm. you know? please take this serious because this is my family and my life too. And yeah. you know, that sunk in because there is people out there that are really sacrificing their lives for us, for your children, yeah. for our mothers, for our grandmothers, for everybody. We get to be home with our families, 
praying, being together, doing all of that while they're out there risking their lives. Yeah. My, my, my daughter is graduating in two months after three, a three-year program at the university to be a registered nurse. She's going to become a nurse in the middle of this. In the middle of this. Yeah. You know, so... Um, you're yeah, right. My son-in-law is in the medical field too. Yeah. And, and, you know, when that's, but, but the thing is, is like, he, he, I have to be out there. My, my oldest son works in, in the Naval, you know, he does engineering mm -hmm. and everything and they got to continue working because they got to provide a mm -hmm. lot of the things that they need out there for what's going on. There's so much stuff that's going on right yeah. now. So we don't want to be selfish. Oh. We want to appreciate and the way we appreciate is just to do what we need to do as a nation. Do our part. And to do our yeah, to do our part. Yes. You know, I understand that it's inconvenience for your kids to be home. I understand it's inconvenience. You know what's a bigger inconvenience? Have you ever seen a little coffin? That is not. No, it's not. That is not an easy thing. So if we imagine if we wouldn't have done nothing like this and the kids would have kept going, can you know? And then what happens? Then you're mad. You're mad because nothing was done <laughs> yeah. on time. So, guys, as believers, have grace. Yes. Um, have grace for our nation. And let's pray. Have for grace our for our leaders. Yes. Our president, our the other people that talk, for our governors, for our local police and local hospitals and doctors. You know. Um, just because we have a Facebook doesn't mean that we are all going to be experts. Everybody wants to be an expert now. You know what I mean? Because we looked up at a couple Google, Google sites and everybody's an expert. Mm. You know, and, um, and don't be so critical of the churches that are doing online services. You know, as pastors, we love our families. And I'm not going to compromise anybody's health. In our, you know, we have young people in our church. We have elder people in our church, and I love them. You know, and you know, um, we can't compromise that. Absolutely. You know, and I, I loved. I, I I reposted something on Facebook that basically said, "Church ain't closing down. Just a church building." Yeah. You think the church building closed down stops the church? Come on. If if you think the church is that building, then you got your 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 whole theology wrong. Yeah. Cause we are the church. That's just the building. The church continues. The gospel continues. Yes. Everything continues. You know, and it's like you you have no idea, we have no idea who we're helping because it's nobody's business but God's. Yeah. You know, if you're helping a, 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 an elder, you know, like 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 the governor said. Make sure you call five people a day. I love that he said that. I love that. that he said that too. He was, call five yeah. people a day. The, the, the older people, your your older neighbors in your neighborhood, is there, is there elderly in your neighbors that are afraid to go out? Go and ask them and say, hey, is there anything I can get you? Yeah, I've seen that. And I've seen um, people that I know that have been very, you know, and, and I love be, for them to even say, listen, you know, do you know anybody that may need this? Or do you know anybody yeah. who may need something? Um, and, and that's important because we do got to take care of those who cannot, you yeah. know, like 
a lot of the grandchildren in my family have been calling my mom, you know, and telling her grandma, don't go anywhere. Um, if you need anything, make sure that, you know, that you call one of us and we'll go out and we'll get it yeah. for you. Um, today, just today, I was telling David it was really nice because I kind of started like a whole group chat with my family from SoCal mm -hmm. with all of them. And we had so much laughter on there. You know, we communicated, we laughed, we said jokes. Um, but in all seriousness, at the end of the conversation tonight, everybody's like, hey, we love you. We love you, too. You know, and, and that was the thing that that I hadn't talked to one of my sisters in quite some time. So it's not yeah. it's it's rare that I talk to her as often as I did today and had all my kids on there and everything. Mm -hmm. But you know how good I felt. And then to hang up, hang, you know, to put that down and call my mom and my mom was so filled with joy that she had all her kids on there talking, huh. her grandkids on there. And mm -hmm. she was like, I was just laughing at you guys, you know? And she goes, it makes me feel so good that I can just see you guys all in the midst of all of this come together yeah. and love each other that way. You know, when, um, when, when I, cause you gotta understand, we're very close to the Bay Area, San Francisco, Oakland, the whole Bay Area is very fast life. Yeah. Even here, like to me, Stockton is a lot slower than the Bay Area, but I've had family come from Texas and they're like, you guys live so fast, <laughs> you know, and um, but I've always many times when I used to work Uber and Lyft, I'd, I'd be in the Bay Area driving and I'm just like, man, life is so fast. Nobody has time for nothing. I said, it would be crazy if everything would just pause. If And I'm just like. That'll never happen. Huh. That'll never happen, you know? And, and I thought that the other day, I'm like, oh my God. It paused. Everything is paused. Yeah. Like, seriously, like even in what was funny. And it happened overnight. And what was funny is uh, a huge podcaster, Joe Rogan, what I was thinking, he said it. He says, life is so fast and everything paused. People, he goes, people just needed to stop. Yeah. He goes, I almost, and it's crazy because I don't remember verbatim how he said it, but he goes, it's almost like this virus is letting people see how fast we were going. Yeah. He goes, there was no more time for family, no more time to talk, no more time. He goes, everything was fast, planes and cars and Uber and clubs and events. And he goes, and, and we, he goes, America needed this. Yes. So you can look at something as a curse. Or you can look at it as, as a, a blessing. blessing. As a blessing. You know? In disguise, you know? Exactly. You know, use this time wisely. And another thing, too, is, and it's already 34 minutes, but I have said it a lot of times. I'm going to say it again. That during my incarceration, the time I hated the most was solitary, but the time I grew the most now, looking back, was solitary. It was during that time of lockdown that I was able to grow in the Lord. That's I was able to grow roots. So a lot of you that your life has been so fast, now's the time. Grow your roots. Let those things go deep. If you don't have to go to work, now you don't have to do a five-minute prayer. Now you can really get into prayer. Now yeah. you can really get into worship. Now you can really just play some music. There's no hurry. You don't have to go to Denny's. You don't have to go here. You don't have to go there. Mm -hmm. You know? And, and it's like, now is the time, guys, because trust me, life is fast. It's going to be fast again. You might never get this chance again. Yes. 
Use this time for you. Don't let this time do you. You do this time, you know, and, and use this time right now and say, you know what? I'm not going to allow this virus to take my life away. I'm going to take control of my life and I'm going to get something from this. Amen. If you got to write a book, you got to do a painting. If you got to write some songs, do music, whatever it is you need to do, get find a, a, a college course, correspondence, Bible colleges, if, if you know things like that, whatever it is you want to do, do it. You know, I sent, uh, when did we send it out? A few days ago, we sent a, a little Bible to my grandson. Oh, yeah. I sent him a little Bible that was age appropriate for him. He's seven years old and he loves to pray. So I sent him a little Bible. I had his little name engraved on it. And then I sent him a little devotional and he received it today. And it was one of the first things that he did with mm -hmm. his mom was to do a devotional he with her. And he was so happy. They thought it was the coolest little Bible ever. And my daughter's like, Mom, do you think you can, you know, maybe you can do little Bible studies with him now, you know, and everything. And I'm like, you know what? That's such a good idea right now that mm -hmm. I'm home. I think I am going to sit down and do little Bible studies with him or just, you know, call him and be like, okay, so what did you read today? What did your devotional? And be able to share that with him. Another thing, you know, that, that my heart is telling me as well, um, if you're somebody out there, you know, that is that is elderly, cannot get out, cannot get a Bible, or somebody does not have a Bible, let me know. Maybe I can send you a Bible, you know, mm -hmm. a new King James Version Bible. I did have somebody that blessed us with a few Bibles. Um, if this is the time and you don't have that new King James Version Bible or just a Bible, you know, please let me know. Um, I don't have a lot, a lot to go around, but at least I know that maybe I can get a few, uh, as long as we can get to the post office, yeah. um, maybe we can get a few out. But if you're somebody that knows that you can't go out, you're compromised and you're not able to go look for one, we'll send one to you, mm -hmm. okay? Um, because we definitely want you to be able to do these videos with us, look through the scripture with us, and be able to read what read along with what we're reading. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's a good time and a good opportunity for you guys to grow. Like David said, that his best time was in solitary. And I believe that because it's the time when you can really organize, think, you can do everything, so many things in your life you can do with time yeah. something that we no longer have a hold on mm -hmm. and now we have time to do it so let's do it let's grow mm -hmm. together it was funny yesterday i started sweeping mm -hmm. and sharon's like what are you doing and i said i'm programming yeah i was so i was like what <laughs> you know i because was surprised <laughs> in, in in solitary you have to program I, I did a video explaining this whole thing if you go a few videos back to um coping it's called coping or something advice from solitary confinement is because you have to program you got to fill up your day if not you're just going to watch news and get all depressed yeah so you got to fill up your day and so as soon as this kind of lockdown did yeah, it did a few things already yeah my head i'm just like click i'm in lockdown mode you know what i mean <laughs> and she so that's the day they sent you home yeah. so i didn't know she was coming home and she comes home and i'm sweeping and she's like what are you doing i said i'm programming you know, because I'm, I'm filling up my day with things I'm doing. I'm getting some paintings finished. I'm, I'm doing things, accomplishing things. and um, Not me. I've been kind of resting, guys. Because I'm programming. You know, I'm in program mode, you know. And uh, so anyways, guys, um, we're already at 39 minutes. God bless you. Yeah, and, but they um, like the long videos, so it's okay. Yeah. Uh, probably, I'm looking to do a live during the day. 
since a lot of people are home. Maybe maybe tomorrow. I yeah, don't know. T- we'll maybe see. tomorrow. I, I think yeah. we normally don't do um, one for Friday for... Saturday, Saturday, but you know, who knows? Maybe I think it, it'll be nice for us to get on live with you guys. Um, Unless we wait time. for Saturday because we know everybody's home. We Saturday. can do Friday and Saturday. Yeah, we want to be live. That way we can uh, talk with you guys, and uh, we're looking forward to that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that'll be cool. So remember, um, we love you guys, and I, I definitely miss the presence of everybody. Yeah. Um, but I know that. This is good for all of us so that we can, uh, you know, just do what we're being asked to do. What's a good time that we could go live? That's a question I'm asking, but let me know where you're from because that could fluctuate. I think tomorrow night. Well, I don't know. You guys let us know. We have people out of state too. Yeah, we have people out of state. So that's three Mm -hmm. hours ahead on the East Coast. So our five o'clock would be eight. So you got to... Throw some numbers out there and let us try to figure it out. Or Friday or Saturdays are better. Or let us know what you think. Let, let us hear, guys, because we want to go live and we want to talk with you guys and um, just socialize. Yes. We'll be social butterflies, not you, me. I ain't no butterfly. I'm saying me. I caught myself after um, I said it, so calm down. All right, guys. Bye, guys. We Bye. love you.